If stress was present when growing up, when it came to finances, you know how important it is to have a good financial education in those early years. It helps to prevent some of those financial mistakes, and we're going to learn how we can help a teen in our life avoid those painful mistakes we endured. Don't go anywhere. Yes, you are here. Bienvenida to the Her Dinero Matters podcast, a mixed language podcast hosted by me, Jen Hemphill, to help you become the reign of your money and love your dinero more. If you are needing some inspiration and encouragement at this very moment, you have come to the right place. Gracias por compartir este tiempo conmigo. Now let's jump in to today's Dose of Money Confidence. Estoy segura. I am sure that you, like me, have made your share of money mistakes. How different would life be if you knew then what you know now? Thanks for joining me today. This is Jen Hemphill, your host, and I will be the first one to tell you that I have made a good bit of money mistakes, like not budgeting, using emergency savings for non-emergencies, even buying a timeshare. Yes, I did that. Literally, I'm just getting started on those financial mistakes. When you think about one of the many mistakes you have made, what would you like to have known as a teen? What would your finances look like now? Although we can't dwell on the past, we can definitely pay it forward, right? This episode is not about dwelling about those mistakes, but rather on how you can use your experience to help a teen in your life. Plus, if you are part of our community, you will get inspired by those stories from others as well. More on that later. Today, you're going to meet Katherine Tuggle, who is the CCO and funding partner at HerMoney.com. She has 20 years of experience in the personal finance space and is the co-author of the book, How to Money. And this book is something you will most definitely learn about today. Lista? Let's go meet Katherine. Welcome, Catherine. I am so thrilled to speak with you today and get to know you, especially knowing that you work with the one and only Jean Chatsky <laughs> and is someone that I have followed and admired uh, for a long time now. So I'm excited to get to know you as a person, get to know about this book that you have out. So you're ready to do this? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Well, this is exciting. All right, Catherine, we always go back in time. So take us back in time to your upbringing and tell us a little bit about your experience or any lessons that you have had around money. Yeah, it's a great question. And I think my upbringing is a huge reason that I am in the role that I am in today. Um, I have been writing about personal finance for almost 20 years now. And you know, money was a source of stress for me growing up. Money was something that was always tight. Uh, I never had an allowance. I never um, was able to have the cool things that a lot of my contemporaries had. I remember Birkenstocks and guest jeans. And these were the kind of things that I would get, you know, if we found them at a thrift store, which was great. Um, but, you know, I was always on a budget and I feel very passionate about conveying money lessons to the younger generation and to just women in general, um, which was a large part of the reason why we decided to do our book, How to Money, which is really a primer on the financial basics for young women. And specifically with that book, we included 
some of the things that I was never taught, which was investing and how to invest and how to grow real wealth for your future. Because while I grew up on a budget and I understood how to save money, nobody ever thought to tell me how to invest it and the importance of having an IRA and having a 401k and being able to play the markets as a woman. So um, definitely my upbringing with money as a limited resource uh, and a lack of education inspired me to to do what I do today with her money. That's awesome. And is there a specific moment in time or a memory that has really made the most impact in your upbringing in terms of that has really shaped you? Because you mentioned the budget and, and not being able to have some of the other things that your friends had or your classmates had. So was there something in a particular moment in time that you still remember to this day and has really impacted you and what you do today? Oh, gosh, there's so many. Um, Growing up, I would help my grandfather sell vegetables from his garden on the roadside. And looking back, you know, that was a very formative experience for me. I didn't think anything about it. But I think, you know, when I moved to New York City, I suddenly realized this is not an experience that everybody has had. (laughs) Um, but, But I think, you know, Growing up, I remember I referenced how there just wasn't money in the budget for me to have the Birkenstocks. So my mom took me to Walmart and we found like a $10 pair of sandals. And then my mom very lovingly took a Sharpie and hand wrote Birkenstock on the sole because that is like, you know, that's what Birkenstocks have is they have the logo on the sole of the shoe. And she presented them to me with like so much love, like nobody's ever going to tell the difference. Of course, I wore these like jackleg Birkenstocks to school and the Sharpie rubbed off on the bottom of my feet. So the only thing I had to show for it at the end of the day was feet covered in Sharpie and like the nastiest sandals that you've ever seen. And while I don't begrudge my mom for trying her best. I do think for me, it was a lesson that I want quality over quantity. And now as an adult today, I don't buy a whole lot of clothes. I don't buy a whole lot of jewelry. But when I do, I buy like sterling silver jewelry, or I buy gold jewelry, or I buy the Birkenstocks and I just invest in like smaller quality pieces. You know, I think I learned what I wanted my life to look like as a spender and as a saver and as an investor by, you know, learning from maybe some parental mistakes and learning from some of those some of those moments along the way. Yeah, I hear you. And I completely relate for because for me, it was in my time was wanting the tree torns. And actually, they still exist today. And I and I didn't yeah. know they existed today. And a couple of years ago, I'm like, wait a minute. The tree torns, the ones that I wasn't able to have, I'm buying them now. <laughs> so it's just interesting, those stories and just the impact uh, that it has um, sometimes mentally or just uh, for a long time until we're aware of it and able to shift that. Now, you've mentioned that you have been writing for over 20 years, right? In this, in the yeah. Pers- about personal finance and that your experiences as a child and just growing up led you to do this, right? I'm curious to know, because you work with Jean at Her Money Media. So what led you to that path? Did you start? No, you didn't, because Her Money Media hasn't been around that long. But where did you start with with that journey? 
I moved to New York right after college, uh, came from rural Alabama, decided I'm going to give New York City a shot. I told my mom, I'll be gone for one year. I just want to see what New York City has to offer for one year. Of course, fast forward 20 years, I've, you know, married a New Yorker, bought an apartment, uh, and I'm never leaving. But initially, my first job was at Inc. Magazine, INC. It's a small business publication uh, focused on entrepreneurship. From there, I went to Fast Company, also with a business and design focus. Uh, I worked for the Fox Business Network. I worked for a division of the Financial Times and then eventually found my way to uh, to Jean Chatsky in 2018. And together, she and I launched uh, HerMoney.com together. Very, very interesting. And now you both have written a book, How to Money. And of course, Her Money Media, hence the name, and her Bunny is the podcast focuses on women, just like we do here on Her Dinero Matters. We love Her Dinero Matters for that reason. Oh, thank you. And I'm curious because the book How to Money is focused on more of the younger, the teens and the young adults. And being that really the main work at Her Money Media is supporting women. I would, what, what led you to focus on the teens and mm-hmm. the young adults? I presume it's because a lot of the the women have kids (laughs) and they have teens and young adults, but I'm just curious uh, what led you to that was, is it supporting more of your readers and listeners or was it something else? Jean and I, neither one of us have an older sister and we got to talking about our company and how her money, you know, all all the great information that we provide to women in their twenties, thirties, forties, retirement and beyond. You know, we have some listeners who are in their 80s who've written this before. But we started to say, what could we say to that younger generation that would help prevent them from making some of those money mistakes that we made? Because there, we all make so many. Like Jean um, cashed out a 401k when she shouldn't have. I did not start saving for retirement nearly early enough. And we didn't really have a trusted female voice to guide us on any of that. So we decided, you know what, we've got our core Hermony audience of women who are millennials and Gen Xers and boomers, but let's, let's reach out to, to Gen Z. Let's reach out to the generation younger than Gen Z, whatever, whatever society decides to call them. And let's start giving them those financial basics a lot, lot earlier. So we tried to put together everything that we wish we had known about money in our teens and 20s. And we tried to deliver it in a way that is like visual and compelling and not scary and hopefully a little fun. Uh, the, the book is illustrated. We got an amazing illustrator, Nina Cosford, to draw these like cute girls and cute dogs and cute little houses and all things on all the pages, you know, because concepts like compound interest and retirement saving, they're not exactly fun. So we tried to make them as visual and as fun as possible to to make money seem accessible to the younger generation. I love that. And especially, yes, the visuals are th- are so important with terms such as compound interest, because explaining compound interest verbally, you can do it, but is I feel so much more powerful when you see it, right? Because you see the power in, in starting to invest early and what it does for your money. And I'm loving that you, you're focusing on that because one of the things that I have two Gen Zers and so uh, two boys, and one of the things that I see amongst the Gen Z population is, I mean, we're in the world of where the influences are social. 
right? On TikTok, on Reels, on Instagram,、uh, on Snapchat. And I've noticed, I'm not on Snapchat, so I don't know what's going on there. But I've noticed in these mediums and these channels that there is a lot. Before we jump into today's content, keep your ears peeled for a unique reveal I'll be sharing midway through the show. It's something special just for you. Of people teaching money, which some of it is great, and I, I applaud that. But some of the information out there is, is questionable, right? And so I'm loving that you all are putting this out there because of that reason, because we, the Gen Zers, tend to go to this, these mediums. I'm hoping that some of them, that they do their, do, I know that they do their research, but we're in this world where our research is a lot on the social. and We want to make sure that the good information is being put out there, or I can't say good information, the correct information. So I applaud that you all are doing that because there's, there's their information out there that is leading them not in the right way, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's a tricky one because what we have seen is that a lot of the information that is on TikTok about salary negotiation and the importance of saving, and kind of like a visual breakdown of how compound interest works and how you can go from kind of a modest saver to being a millionaire by retirement. I personally have seen a lot of good videos on TikTok. So I try to look at it as if maybe TikTok is the thin end of the wedge that gets people interested enough in their money that they're going to dive a little deeper. And when they decide they want to dive a little deeper, maybe they'll find your podcast. Maybe they'll find the Her Money podcast. Maybe they'll find our book that will take them further. So, so I hear you that it is worrisome <laughs> that social media could be, could be the only place people turn for financial advice. But I'm ever hopeful that maybe social media can just be that introduction、uh, and they're going to they're gonna go further. So, fingers crossed. <laughs> a true point and, and great perspective there. It's just I've seen like, Great content, and then I'm like, wait a minute, where are they getting this information from? And granted, I'm not the one, and、right. my listeners know that I don't claim to know all the things about money, <laughs> but I think it's just important to to learn from legitimate resources and and people. So I love that, and I'm curious to know from the book How to Money, what is your favorite lesson that you've shared or that you both have shared? Oh, great question. I think. For me, the best lessons came from the 13 personal profiles that we did. We did 13 profiles of women, nine of whom are women of color, and we asked them, What is your greatest money regret? What is your greatest money joy? When did you first learn about money? What's the best piece of money advice you ever received?、Um, and these 13 leaders, including Congressman Ilhan Omar and Tanya Rapley, founder and CEO of MyFab Finance, the list goes on. These women gave some really incredible and insightful answers. So I think that our readers will have those 13 opportunities to learn from women who've been there, done that, in addition to the facts presented in the book in every chapter. I, I felt really good about the, the, the way the chapters turned out. Being that you both have joined forces to write the book, you each have your own strengths, right? In terms of Uh, or, or interests in terms of specific areas of personal finance. So, what is it that you brought that you are really excited about to the book? And what did Jean bring in terms of strengths or just like what was her excitement about the book versus yours? 
it would be cool to hear. Jean and I are, um, you know, we're about 15, 20 years apart in age. We had very different upbringings, very different perspectives on money. Um, she has gone through a divorce. She has kids. I am married, but with no kids. And, you know, I think that she and I did bring unique voices to this book. She was such a great resource on all things pertaining to career because she has done so much hiring over the years. She has had so many employees through the doors of her money. And um, she, she had so many great insights from her years as financial editor of the Today Show and as financial ambassador for AARP. So she, she gave a wonderful kind of 360 degree overview for young women in their careers and where to start investing. And I, uh, you know, pulled from my upbringing uh, to talk a lot about budgeting and, uh, you know, the importance of not spending more than you earn. And I really love diving into the emotionality of spending and why we spend and why maybe Instagram is inspiring us to spend than we would ordinarily and how to make sure that you really get control of your spending and that you feel empowered as a person to save and budget according to the money that you have coming in and not to spend according to the influencers that you may see online. So we, we threw a lot into this book by design because it is meant to be a comprehensive look at everything, including writing a resume, interviewing for a job, saving, spending, budgeting, not getting in over your head with credit card debt. And, you know, the whole Harmony team worked on this book. I think it was six, six writers on our team who made sure that their voices uh, were heard and that they added a unique perspective because we know that people learn differently. So we wanted to have a variety of voices in this book. So no matter how you learn, no matter how you need something explained to you, you can hear it in this book. So, so this definitely makes a good gift. <laughs> to your kids or <laughs> grandkids or to your nephew, your niece, uh, doesn't even have to wait till graduation. Uh, so I, I love that. And it came out, the book came out earlier this year. And I'm sure you've all had, have heard feedback. What has been your favorite piece of feedback so far? My favorite review was from Real Simple Magazine. And they only said one sentence. And it was, where was this book when we were teenagers? And I feel like that made me so happy because Jean and I specifically set out to write the book that we wish we had had when we were teenagers. So that made me feel like, okay, we actually, we actually did what we set out to do, which was great. Mission accomplished. <laughs> that, is, that is a beautiful feeling. That is awesome. <laughs> What would you like, or you and Jean, or you can just speak from your perspective since she's not here, what would you like to see happen as a result of readers picking up How to Money? I know we talked about social media and maybe hoping that the social media was an introduction and then wanting to dig deeper and then picking up, for example, your, the book. But is there anything that you would like to see as a result? It's a great question. I mean, I think... Our overarching goal is just more empowerment around money. We know that the young women and men who pick up this book are all going to have different money stories and different 
family perspectives on money. Some are going to come from households for whom money is a source of stress and anxiety. Some are going to come from households where money is so abundant that they never even had to think about a budget. Some of them are going to come from households where, you know, they had to uh, pay their own way. They had to work from a very, very young age. And our hope is that after reading this, no matter where you've come from, money can be a source of strength and empowerment for you because you feel like you have the tools. Because we know from our adult readers and listeners that their stress around money comes from the question marks and the unknowns and the worry over what they don't know. So I believe that once young women have the tools and they have the education, then suddenly everything else can fall into place. That's awesome. And I know we also spoke or you referred to the visuals that you have an illustrator for the book. I'm curious to know, and we talked about compound interest and how that would the visual would be a powerful thing. What is your favorite visual from the book that you're just stoked about? Oh, man, there's so many. Um, once again, the personal profiles, every single woman that we interviewed was illustrated. Uh, and I think those illustrations really show up her pers- their personalities. And there's a little dog on the cover that we're all kind of obsessed with, like a tiny little white dog. Um, I-, I just think like this illustrator just does such a good job with like a messy bun and like a girl with glasses and like a girl on her way to work or a girl on her way to school. Like, I just feel like all the illustrations of women are so relatable. Um, so, so to me, that, that was it. It's kind of a little treasure trove. So, it, you know, even if you don't buy the book, like, honestly, pick up a copy at the bookstore and just flip through it because it's so delightful. Awesome. Catherine, is there anything else that you want to add or want to leave our listeners with today in terms of the book or any? I know one of the, your big things is about budgeting, any budgeting tips or lessons or something that you wish you had known either about the book or about what you want to leave us with. You know, at harmony.com, we cover all of the topics that we mentioned in the book, but we cover them from a more grown-up adult perspective. So I would love to have your listeners uh, find us at hermoney.com. We have the Her Money podcast, um, which honestly, if they subscribe to Her Dinero Matters, Her Money might actually come up as a suggested podcast for you already. You know, we, we tread a lot of the same ground and we love what you're doing. Um, but yeah, find us at hermoney.com and uh, we would love to have you as part of our community. Well, thank you so much, Catherine. This was fun. I appreciate you being here and I appreciate what you and Jean are doing at Her Money because we're in this all together. Uh, so I appreciate you being here. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you again. What an awesome conversation with Catherine. I hope that in listening and learning about her book, How to Money, you had some time to reflect on what you have learned in your life that you would like to pass on to a teen. Your experience with money matters and it will make a difference in the life of someone you love if you allow it. Don't be afraid to share your experience, the mistakes, all the messiness, and of course, a copy of Catherine and Jean Chatsky book, How to Money. The link to the book, like always, is in today's show notes. You can also connect with Catherine on Instagram by searching Catherine Tuggle. And all of this information, no worries, is in the show notes. So tell me, what would you like to pass on to a teen in your life to help them not make some of the same money mistakes you made? Share with us in our community on Facebook 
over at jenhemphill.com forward slash community. Of course, the link is in the show notes. Next week, we will be learning about a different method to get out of debt with our guest, Adam Carroll. Bueno, pues that is everything. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to tune in today's show. Be sure to check out the show notes over at jenhempill.com forward slash 335 to refer back to everything you need from the show. Remember that the reina of your money starts now simply by claiming it. I believe in you and so should you. Nos hablaremos el próximo jueves. Chao.